Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Broken hearted, my life just started. This feels like a sinking wind. Even the negativity, I'm shedding my old skin. Podcast episode 34. 
Good guess. 34. Yep. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, we started out a little bit differently this time around. Uh, that song you just heard was Rebirth by a band called Sellout, who's from Calgary. And uh, in the big air quotes studio, we have Sarah, <laughs> who's the vocalist from Sellout. How are you today? I'm great. Excellent. Excited Thanks for joining here. us. Yeah. So our list for episode 34... We're going to go with that? <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. Okay, 34 is uh, top five female vocalists. So that's why we thought uh, it'd be a good idea to bring in a female vocalist. So thanks thanks again for coming in. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about you guys just released that new EP. Yeah, we did. And how how are sales? How's Are you guys touring? What, what's going on with, uh, with the big release? Uh, we've been playing lots of shows, usually like a couple times a month, um, and it's been so fun. We've got a great response from it. Um, we recorded the whole EP all live off the floor, so um, going into the studio, we were really worried, you know, like, I don't know what's going to happen if we're going to frig up, and we only have two days in the studio to write or record seven songs, So, but it ended up turning out great. We banged out six on the first day and ended up with doing the last one on the second and just cleaning up a couple other things, but um, it was really cool to, yeah, do a record live off the floor, and we're really happy with how it sounds, and everybody else is really happy with how it sounds, and... I loved writing it. This was the most fun thing I've ever written. So let's talk about the song Rebirth. Yeah. I mean, seems fairly obvious. Yeah, it's just all about, uh, I don't know, for for a long period of time, I would say I felt, uh, um, what's the word? Just held back in a lot of senses and uh, wasn't doing things that were making me happy and wasn't being who I really am. And uh, this record was all about writing about that and like going through the struggles of um, losing people in my life and gaining a lot of really good people. And um, Rebirth is all just about uh, the struggle that, or the, yeah, the I guess the struggle that I went through in the um, getting over it and uh, like rebuilding myself. And uh, I've got a lot of people, well, I don't want to say a lot of people, I've got more responses than I uh, ever have for any other song um, for Rebirth. I had a girl come up to me at our Big Winter, sorry, this was, uh, yeah, Big Winter Classic Rockin' for Dollar show in the in the washroom, and I just came out of the bathroom. I was waiting to wash my hands, and this girl turns to me, and she just, like, starts crying. She's like, I love, I love your music, and I started crying, too, because I never had that happen before. It was just so amazing, and she just said, like, Rebirth has gotten me through so much, and... Uh, and she was just thanking me, and I was just crying. <laughs> I didn't know how to react to it. It was, it was a, an amazing moment, but uh, I, I, that's why I write music. I just want to be able to connect with other people, and um, I feel like that song has made a connection with a lot of my friends, and it's been really cool. So let's talk a little bit about women in punk rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you find your way into punk rock? I, I started going to shows late after high school like I never really listened to a whole lot of punk rock or you know I listened to CDs my dad would show me as a kid like Green Day and uh it's pretty cool dad yeah well (laughs) I remember he he gave me uh Dookie for like my first CD wow and my mom 
listened to it and she she was like, "No, John, why did you give <laughs> why did you give our daughter the CD?" But I loved it and I thought it was amazing. But yeah, I never like really listened to hard rock or metal or punk rock or anything that I listen to now um, until after high school. And when I was introduced to it, it was just like this whole new world that I never even knew kind of existed and it was like an existential thing for me like I remember going to shows and meeting all these great people who are in bands and just like doing doing music and were so happy and it was just like this amazing creative thing that I really loved and I've like always felt really creative so yeah just going to shows and that's how I met my bandmates um going to their shows and seeing them and um that's yeah that's how I got my start in it I guess Punk rock's not, I mean, yeah. you know, going to shows, you don't often see a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's because, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I don't go to a ton of shows anymore, but, you know, in my experience, yeah. it's, it's, it's generally male. more male. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, do you, f- is, is there a reason that you can come to behind that? I think it's just like the, I don't know, like the tough sort of, like growing up as um, being a daughter, like an only daughter, we, I was never, uh, my, my mom never listened to that kind of music. Um, and it'd be really awesome if she did, (laughs) but, uh, I, I don't know if it's just like how we, how we were raised or people we hang out with. Um, but yeah, it shows it's predominantly male depending on, you know, where, what you're going to, what kind of music you're going to. I mean, pop show, or if you're going to, the 1975 it's majority female sure you know yeah. like more upbeat things but yeah going to metal shows and punk shows and i started going to hardcore shows which is people moshing and yeah. you're just like being a small little lady my first show i loved it but it was still super intimidating a bunch of guys throwing punches and hitting everybody and it's all like fun and games um because everybody's picking them picking each other up and everything like that but yeah i guess it's just like you don't see well i have gone to a lot of shows where girls have moshed and that's awesome um but yeah i don't know if it's just like the intimidating sort of nature of it or sometimes i mean in every group you're gonna find crappy people so if uh if there's there, there's sometimes, sometimes like I've kind of noticed in different genres, like there's just the, the, some people that are like, okay, this is like all boys club, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you just find other people that aren't like that. Cause right. you can definitely get away from that. Yeah. See, and, I was going to like, when we first started thinking about this, I was like, I, I'm and totally naive in myself. I was like growing up in the punk scene here. I always felt there was a lot of girls involved. There was like mm-hmm. girls at Ranzines, girls put on shows. Yeah. There was girls in bands. So I never really thought of it as a problem. And it's super mm-hmm. naive on my part. So like I was always like, oh, this is so progressive and stuff compared to what yeah. I would see at school or whatnot. Like they'd be very encouraging for anybody if they were like, regardless of race, sex, mm-hmm. um, sexual orientation, anything, people were involved. Mm-hmm. And it was like an amalgamation of people. And then, like, not long ago, one of my friends tweeted something, and I was like, and she, I'm going to read it, Mm because she wrote, men who see me wearing my girls invented punk rock, not England shirt, have to say, no, they didn't. And it's 99% of the reason I wear it. And I was thinking, I was like, I've never had a person come up to me in all these years, going to shows, putting on shows, putting on albums, comment on what I'm wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not once has somebody been like, oh, well, I need you, I need to explain (laughs) that to you. Like, you like that band? I Let me explain that to you. Yeah. Totally. And I was like, is that something that girls have to go through, like, all the time? Like, that's fucking shitty. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just like, I just, it never dawned on me. No. And then totally. I was reading another interview with the girl from the Donnas and she said in almost every interview, someone accused them of not writing their own songs. And I was like, that never That's would have crazy. That would yeah. never happen to like, so any of the other bands on Walkout, no one would ever go to Ben Weasel and be like, no. you didn't write that. No, there's definitely like the, yeah, that shit attitude and like everywhere you go, right? Yeah. So, but you just stay away from those people and... Well, that's how you get out of the Stand up for yourself, absolutely. Um, And I write... Excuse me, I haven't written written a whole lot about, you know, like my... What what my idea of like feminism is and... um, But I do have some like hints to it in some of my songs and everything. But I'm a huge advocate for inclusion and yeah and you just got to stay away from people that don't you know think about that i guess is there like i mean there was that kind of surge of like that riot girl music Mm -hmm. you know back in i I don't know 90s yeah 80s late 80s something like that do you see that like kind of coming back Mm -hmm. now oh yeah absolutely absolutely um and it's awesome i think there's just like a huge wave of the like feminism and um feminism ideology going around which is which is awesome and uh so yeah people are you know listening to who really started it all and who um was ballsy enough in the eight late 80s and 90s to um create an all-girl band and be yeah be like a punk rock band i listened to a podcast recently and uh there was a uh female on the on the podcast talking about um you know she's a bass player in a band now Mm -hmm. and uh she really wanted to be in hardcore and mm-hmm. there was this hardcore band that she kind of reached out to and they were like, you know, you're really cool, but we don't want, we don't want a girl oh, in yeah. our band. Totally. I mean, did you experience that when you yeah. were trying to, you know, put a band together? Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's crazy. Like, yeah. that is like, I don't crazy think of, like, I'm just like, if you're good enough, like I've just never, everyone, right. and like we put out so many albums. I never once thought like, oh, I wouldn't put out that album because a girl was in the band. Like Andy mm-hmm. was in all those bands and like, yeah. Well, my thing was, it's the screaming because like I do well more screaming in the first EP than the second but um when I was learning how to scream and I I, I was Dre and uh Dre and Frank who are my guitar player and uh, drummer our guitar player and drummer um they they wanted me to scream when we started jamming and I was like really intimidated by it I always um thought it was really cool but I just never expected myself to do that and they kind of taught me how to do it and I sat down with my friend Keon and he taught me how to do it um and I loved it I just like totally fell in love with it it was so powerful and um and just like the energy in it and I remember telling um I remember telling my boyfriend at the time like I'm learning to scream and I'm so excited and this is so freaking cool and he said I don't know those like girl singers or girl, girl screamers. They, I hate it. It's so high pitchy and I can't listen to girl screamers. I think it's super unattractive and I just like, I don't enjoy it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I love doing it. Yeah. It's super fun. I'm going to do more of it. Jack. Hit the road. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, but when I hear that, um, the sort of like sexist comments, whatever, I just try and make, uh, the best out of it and, do what they tell me not to do, I guess. Yeah. That doesn't sound punk rock at no, all. No, no. no. Which is like <laughs> the perfect attitude for everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we're going to get, you know, talk about this, uh, this more and more throughout the, the podcast, but let's get going on some music. And uh, we, we, we offer the, the first choice to you. Okay. So all of my choices are very like new wave sort of female 
vocalist bands. Um, you know, for, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I like the disclaimer. Mike, Mike often throws out disclaimers. Yeah, like that totally. Too. Well, cause I don't want people being like, she didn't play any like Joan Jett or, you know, well, I mean, that's what you'd expect, yeah, right? Totally. Like, so that's why I'm not going to do it. Okay. Excellent. So <laughs> you could put whatever you want on here. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this first band is if anybody knows me, um, or has heard our music and has heard this band, I'm sure they could kind of put two and two together that I take lots of inspiration from the vocalist. Um, the band is Paramore, um, vocalist is Haley Williams and, uh, just somebody that I've looked up to since I started listening to, you know, harder music, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have expected that at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I hear a very different oh, totally. vibe well, that's in, good. in both the music. Because yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to sound. You want to draw sound, from it, exactly. but you don't want to sound like her. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Go sorry. ahead, sorry. No, no, go no. Ahead. I was just going to say, like, it's so interesting because I think we're just a little bit older. So yeah. I, we missed on the Paramore thing. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like everyone younger than us is, like, really into Paramore. And I always, like, for some reason thought they were just, like, a pop rock band on the radio, which is, like, yeah. weird. I don't know. I think it's because, like, when they started making music and, like, kind of was uh, around the whole like pop sorry pop rock um pop punk era yeah this was like the band with the female vocalist and right. she freaking rips like can i say can i say swear words you can swear oh, you okay. do, yeah we put <laughs> nice on i also yeah. don't know if freaking is a swear but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but thanks for putting us on the, no, the watch list now fucking yeah <laughs> Apple's going to kick us off now. Feel yeah. free. Feel free. Be, be <laughs> who you, you. want to be. Awesome. Yeah, no, uh, Haley Williams just a uh, huge, who, um, I take a lot of inspiration from her and yeah. Yeah, I think there is, from when the time that we come from, like hardcore mm-hmm. and pop punk didn't really, they didn't cross paths, no. but like, you know, in the in the later years, I guess, you know, you'd see a lot of the hardcore kids showing up at the pop punk shows. Yeah, and like then you see those tour. tours come together, yeah, right? Totally. Like, I saw Madball and Four Years Strong play mm-hmm. together, which to me is like, what? Yeah, absolutely. It makes no sense at all. But like, you know, the guys that are throwing windmills and Madball are doing, you know, they're right up front for Four Years Strong <laughs> yeah, too, which absolutely. blows my mind. So cool. Okay, so Paramore. Yeah. Excellent. And what was the song? Um... <sighs> There's so many good ones. It's so hard to pick. Um, I picked the song Fences. It's off of uh, their second album, Riot, which is my favorite album of all time. So Cool. Yeah. I, got, I got one more quick Paramore yeah. question. Do you yeah. like the new album? I love it. I read a lot Ugh. of reviews, and a lot of people are like, the online are saying that it's awesome because like she's taking so a new different. level. It's so different. Like If you listen to the new album compared to Riot or any of their other albums, it's like night and day. Like This new one's like 90s pop. It's it's phenomenal. They're just amazing artists. And sorry, I'm just like no, no, no. Paramore. Go ahead. That's what, that's what this Do you is about. work for Paramore? <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is all about. This is the uh, totally. Paramore podcast. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Me. Uh, to me or you? You you can go. Yeah. We can go clockwise. Okay. For all of you that don't know, we are sitting in a clockwise formation. Here, so. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the no, studio magic. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've you've taken the mysticism out of it. I know. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm starting off with a real short one. Uh, this is a band that uh, that I absolutely love. Uh, I think that uh, this is one of the the better signs that that Fat has done in their more recent years. Um, and this is an all girl band. Uh, it's Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and I just I absolutely love the way all their voices come together. You know, uh, the harmonies are. I mean, it rivals Beach Boys, and uh, I'm not going to get into the Beach Boys. Don't worry. You like to talk about the Beach Boys. (laughs) 
I think you should like, give him a little I think plug he just like John Stamos. <laughs> He's not a beach boy. John Stamos. <laughs> He's a fake beach boy. <laughs> At best. At best. Um, I believe he was in the band on the Full House. So <laughs> yeah, he was. But I really love how Stacy and Jenny's uh, vocals come together. Um, I mean, the hooks are just, they're unlimited in, in all their songs. And they're one of those bands that, to pick a song, I really could have just like put the songs all up on a wall and thrown a dart blindly and just really picked anything. Yeah. Um, and I just, uh, I, I really like Stacy's voice in the way that it has like that harder edge to it, like kind of like a, a Brody Armstrong, but it's a lot more polished. Cool. You know, it's got that, it's got that grit, but it still has a lot of melody to it. I think Sweet. you can tell she can sing. I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. still not sold that Brody can actually sing. <laughs> <laughs> I think she took a lot from Tim's influence. There's a lot, there's a lot of that mumble going on. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, so the song is off their first EP uh, and the song's called Asshole. Nate, that's more swearing. We hit our quota with friggin'. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Man. That's what you get for having uh, a guest on. Have you yeah. seen Bad Cop? Did you see them? No, I haven't oh, seen them. I've never reason, seen them. I thought for some reason you saw them. No. I would like to see them. Yeah, me too. They look like they have a fun time up there. And uh, Bad Cop? Is that bad it? Cop, bad Cop, Bad Cop. Bad Cop, Bad yeah. Cop. Cool. I don't, cool. I don't I've know never what. heard of them. Oh, good. So yeah. we're turning you on to new music too. Yeah. Excellent. Sweet. <laughs> Michael, to you? To me. I'm also going to have a disclaimer. Because <laughs> I like my disclaimer. Are you going to swear? I'll try not to. Okay. I'm working on that. <laughs> um, I was going to try to, like, because there's so many great, great female singers in bands and mm-hmm. nowadays. And, and before, too, I'm like, you, you could go easy. You could pick Joan Jett. You could pick the, runaway, the Runaways, Blondie, things like that, really easy. Or you could go, like, the singer-songwriter route, like... That's a, that's mm-hmm. kind of easy picking. So I'm gonna try to stick to bands that I haven't brought on the show before. So, so no Taylor Swift is what you're oh, saying. Fuck. <laughs> that's the rest of mine. No, I'm just kidding. I'd support <laughs> that. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift. Well, her, I, know, I know. Her new album sucks. But Sarah, does her new album suck? I don't. I don't like Taylor Swift at okay. all. Actually, you know what? I did listen to 1989 quite a few times because that album's it's good. Album. But I just, I, she's turned into this like. She's a bad she's person. Like Kim Kardashian fucking shit. It's like, just do your own thing. That's exactly my argument. Do you like Ryan Adams' version of 1989? I uh, I think I've heard it, but I don't think I gathered an opinion on it. It's probably better than, <laughs> than the Taylor Swift There you go, Mike. Frig you. <laughs> no one likes me. <laughs> anyway, the first, the first band I picked was a, a band from the UK called... Um, and I really don't know how to pronounce this, so I hope this isn't like the, the core thing where a band tells me later that I pronounced her name wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, Muncie Girls? Do you know how to say it? Muncie Girls. Muncie sounds right. M-U-N-C-I-E. Yeah, that's probably it. Muncie. I don't know what, you, I don't know what Muncie is. I'm guessing it's some sort of UK slang. Yeah. There's a lot of slang in the UK. Yeah. And Australia. Yeah, I'm yeah. not down. <laughs> it wasn't that you're not down. You I'm just don't hit. understand. It. It's hit. over your head. <laughs> I'm not wise to the game. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I just thought uh, they write really um, um, catchy, catchy songs with, uh, but a lot of the lyrics are about misogyny and the need for social change, and it's something that's like attracted me to punk always. Anyways, yeah, so they kind of take up that same sort of thing as like Reviver and Petrol Girls and War on Women and stuff like that. So, Sweet. and uh, the album is from Kaplan to Belize. It's from 2016, and the song I picked was Respect. Just a little bit. 
Not just a little bit. Just respect. Just a full lot. Just a full little on. bit. <laughs> Everyone wants full on respect, Nate. Okay. Okay. Not so a little not bit. Just a little. I not how it. you respect me. Right. You only respect me a little bit. At best. At best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here we go. I'm going to point my way around the table. You're going to say song and band name. Fences by Paramore. Asshole by Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and... Respect by Muncie Girls. Boom.
Sarah, the honor goes to you. Okay. Uh, my second pick is from a band called Paris. Um, this It's spelt P-V-R-I-S. Oh, that's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, their, their like logo and their name, I think they got in, a, they, they had a legal battle with um, Paris Jewelers. Because if you look up the Paris Jewelers logo, it's like the exact same as, as Paris's logo. It's always mind blowing to me <laughs> when like a big company is like, yeah. oh, this punk band is yeah. doing. Like, <laughs> I know, who right? Cares? Who cares? Right. Totally. They're not selling jewelry. Not even in the same world. I know. Like, I know. what does it matter? Like the Taco Tuesday thing. Yeah. Or like when my band's name was Starbucks and Starbucks came after us. It <laughs> yeah. was you don't mess so, with Starbucks. Now. No, it was inappropriate. Fuck. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. P-V-R-I-S. Um, the vocalist is uh, Lindsay Gunnelfson. And this is more of like a synth pop kind of band. Okay. But a little bit heavier instruments. Um I think I don't. I don't want anybody to quote me on this because I heard this from one person's mouth, so it might be totally wrong. <laughs> oh, um, they want to double source these <laughs> these facts that you're putting out there. I mean, we have a lot of listeners, Sarah. I have no sources, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think Lindsay writes like all of the music for for this band, and it's just all fucking awesome. So cool i'm seeing them in san fran in like three weeks i'm so excited where did you first hear of paris i i think my friend just showed me them one day in her car i remember i think i was in uh my friend aaron maddox's car and she played it and i was like oh my god who is this this singer is so amazing um because she kind of has like a, a little grit to it's it's like very soft and then she'll like add a little grit to it and it's just beautiful um so yeah i think my friend just showed me and i just instantly fell in love i just love love this band so much when it comes to that kind of vocal styling i mean you you mentioned that you um you take a lot of influence or draw from mm -hmm. from somebody like Haley. Mm -hmm. um i don't use last names i just you know we're <laughs> that, all on that first girl Haley. Yeah, yeah. yeah um but I mean, did that, was, was that a developmental thing for you? Like where you were, you know, really taking a, a conscious effort at, at shaping your voice and, and creating your own, your own style, um, mm -hmm. for the music that you guys make? Yeah, absolutely. This is my very first band. Um, I actually did a lot of musical theater before this. Like it was my only, uh, training, vocal training is like, being in musical theater and um, singing and dancing and doing all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate the little the, the, the jig little you jig. Did. I just did a little jig. Mike does the color part of the, uh, yeah. uh, the podcast, <laughs> the play-by-play, -play, sorry. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I just loved like the theatrical part of um, musical theater, I guess is where I got that from. But uh, yeah, I, I took a lot of inspiration from these guys and... Um, a lot of inspiration from like Amy Winehouse um, and just just people who can like people who write their own music like it's not it's not like somebody goes into a music studio and they already have their music written for them like I just really admire people who can sit down with a guitar or whatever and just like make make music and um, I don't yeah I just ask because I'm always interested in that. Like when, mm -hmm. when you've got a, a, a lead vocalist and, and kind of the, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the creation of that voice, right? Because I think male or female, um, you know, y there has to be something stand out for you to mm -hmm. really, you know, uh, really start to appreciate that. Like, um, 
you know, there's certain uh, certain bands that that I listen to just for the vocalist because yeah, I, I totally. really like the tone or Absolutely. or the way that you know they've created this voice, yeah. right? Yeah, I um, I can't listen to a band if I don't find the vocalist is interesting. Yeah, I don't know what it is like. The band and the guitar and the and you know the music can be amazing, but if I don't like the vocals or they're just boring, like I don't want to fucking listen to it. Yeah, that, that's know. how I feel. Yeah, like vocals make everything. Yeah. So when I'm writing, I'm like, okay, what is most interesting? Like, what can I do here that's different that people won't expect? Do you think of your voice as more of like another instrument within the band? Like yeah. for me, I, I mean, I have a, a ton of lyrics in my head from, mm -hmm. you know, that I can sing along to a band, but like it's more just through absorption than anything else. Like I hear the vocal as more of another instrument as mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, just kind of listening for the, the lyric. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not very good at of like a lyricist. I f I feel like I'm I'm much melodies come much easier for me, and I and I write the melodies before I write the lyrics. It's really difficult because lyrics are obviously there's syllables and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm I much connect more to melodies than than lyrics for sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, my next pick is, uh, you know, a lot of this actually could, uh, be, uh, a big high five to you, Mike, because this list could have been top five bands you've heard from Mike. Um, <laughs> so this next one definitely plays into that. Um, and this is a, a band that, uh, that you made me aware of last year and I still have a problem saying the name. And this is another band that had to change the appearance of their name um, mm -hmm. because of uh, social media outcries. Uh, but the band mm -hmm. is called Slutface, and uh, the song I chose is uh, Pitted, and it's off their uh, yep. album that came out last year, uh, Try Not to Freak Out. Uh, Haley Shea is the, uh, the vocalist. And, you know, something that I found kind of interesting um, in, I did do a little bit of research on this because I wanted to bring something a little different to the table than, than Mike's what, brought doing in research? the past. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, be, like without even hesitation uh, t through their name, uh, the Norwegian government actually paid them to tour high schools huh? at one point. Yeah, despite their name being Slutface. And, huh. you know, it's just so much more progressive over there. Like, yeah. I mean, I hear that word and it just, yeah. it makes me cringe. Totally. I mean, but, it's you know, there's, but it's supposed to make you cringe. That's exactly. exactly. That's, and yeah. I get that. That's what it's for. But it does. It still yeah. makes me cringe. Yeah. Um, they change the the way that the name is shown. Mm. So it's like an O with a, uh, a line through it because they were getting so many people, you know, trolling them about about this name, right? right? And uh, it just became, I think they got kicked off Facebook at one point because they were using that name. Huh. Um, but it, it was so not what I expected. I, I guess I expected something really aggressive and kind of in your face when, when you had first mentioned this band and mm -hmm. they're not like that at all. No, no, they got um, a lot of pop sensibility. Yeah, cool. a lot of pop sensibility, cool. yeah. So that's my choice. Huh. Well, I had them, so I'm going to cut them. <laughs> <laughs> you going to do an audible? I'll do an audible. But you I'll, don't have to. No, I'll do the audible. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> we don't run our list by each other before. Oh, okay, yeah. And Mike always has a list of about 10 to go to. So Good. There you go. He does a top 30 every year as yeah. opposed to a top five. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh. It's a true story. It's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mike. <laughs> I hate you, Nate. Um... <laughs> uh, the one other thing I want to say about them is how like politically active they are. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw the video. The song I was going to pick was Sponge State. I don't know if you've heard that one. No. But um, it's like their video was done 
there's a whole maybe bunch. is it on the same record no okay. there, it's actually the first song in there as i heard but um they there was a protest over some logging company and or drilling company i keep trying to think now if it's oh, a mining company a mining company mm. in norway and they were mining in a national park so all these uh teenage protesters had gone up there to protest and the band found out about it and they drove up there and played live and it's all videotaped of like everyone getting arrested like while they're playing wow. everyone getting arrested oh, and all wow. that stuff and it like actually stopped the mining at oh, the time cool I don't, I don't know if it lasted long, yeah. but for like, it caused a little bit of an outcry enough that it like was brought up in the media and stuff like that. So, oh, well, I, I think, that. I think most people like, you know, can't even say they, they stop something for a moment, you know, something of that, yeah. of that gravity, or just right? like people sticking up for what they believe in in, totally. in general is just super admirable. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess my audible then will be, um, uh, Kate Nash and the girl gang. Okay. And I, you know, I don't know if you know Kate Nash. She was like, a, she's a pop singer. I know that name for <laughs> sure. And she was in Glow. Oh yeah. Who was she in Glow? The librarian wrestler or nerdy wrestler or whatever. Or the one that sleeps with Mark Maron. Mm. I can't, re- I can't think of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> when did you move to LA? No, let's take a break and yeah. let me think about <laughs> I it. I want to talk about Glow. Glow <laughs> well, was really good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, when she moved to LA um she started wanting to get into riot girl stuff and she started this open thing where girls would come play with her and stuff and they started writing just like riot girl songs so it was called the kate nash girl gang and it'd just be like a monthly show thing cool. and the only song they ever really released was a cover of a fiddler song which is really cool so that's the one i'm gonna audible with i guess yeah well you're a big fiddler fan i am I'm a big advocate for fiddler i am i like it <laughs> i like it a lot all right okay here we go <laughs> thanks Sarah. for my song nate <laughs> <laughs> uh paris my house pitted by sl- I, I i just i have trouble saying say it, it. yeah slut face <laughs> own it okay i've owned it say it uh kate nash girl gang with cocaine i feel you in these walls you're cold they're creeping in shimmer to my bones and skin i heard you down the hall but it's vacant when i'm looking in
You'd mentioned, um, you know, you met uh, the band members you have now mm-hmm. through going to shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, was the was the all ages scene kind of was it a big thing when you were when you were growing up? Well, I when I first started going to shows, it was like there was a show every weekend, and the community we, that we had it was which was like the metal sort of hardcore community. Um, we would be at every show, and it was awesome. Um, there was just just this venue that we all used to go to and used to have a bunch of fun at. And then it, when it closed, and you know the new black wasn't around anymore, um, there's just like no fucking venues in Calgary. No, no, no all ages venues. That's for sure. Like we'd play in, uh, or I'd see friends play in like the basement of churches and stuff like that, which was which was totally fine. But I felt like like when I first started going to shows in like the two. Uh, one or two years that I um, did go to shows very frequently because of these, like, because this venue was um, uh, open and doing its thing. Um, After that had shut, it was just, like, everybody kind of started doing their own thing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to say I blame it on the venue, but... uh, It's a pretty standard story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened, basically what happened to us. We had, like, Carpenters and Malty... Yeah. And Hounsfield. And when that went away. Then it went away for a while. And then yeah. there was nothing for a while. And then I think New Black. And then a like, mm-hmm. bunch of those hardcore kids started like the, doing it in Inglewood, I think. Was that another place? Alexandra Hall, maybe, I think it was called or something. Mm, I was sure. too old to go to new, to all ages shows. At one at some point, I became too old to go yeah. to all ages shows. Yeah. Well, we, we, um, we have like some younger listeners. So there's this... Have you guys heard of School of Rock? The, yeah. 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 So... Um, a guy, uh, one of the guys who works there is a big fan of our music and, and a good friend of ours, uh, Mark. Um, and he like introduced the kids to our music and they uh, actually covered one of our songs, which is so wow. fucking amazing. That's yeah. cool. I, again, I was just bawling my eyes out watching them do it. Like they actually did a show in January, or no, it was January 28th or no, it, yeah, something like that early this year. Um, and it was awesome to see these kids performing our freaking song. Um, and they were all asking us, like, when is your all ages show? And they, they comment on our photos, like, all ages show, all ages show. And we're like, no, because, like, fuck, where do, where do we do an all ages show? Yeah, sure. I guess maybe, like, Tubby Dog. Yeah, I think Tubby Dog does them. Yeah. And then there's that house that that, that Evan Woolley worked really hard to oh, get. Oh, yeah, right. But I, I don't really know what the deal is with No, I don't even know if it's open and running or anything like I that. It, it is running now. But, it is. Okay. Oh. And I think... Um, there's that one group that's trying to get a hall and they do all ages like the punk rock bowling. The guy did punk rock oh, bowling. Oh, yeah. Um, they're the major minor music project. Is that what it's called? I think so. Colin, you're supposed to be more down to the ground with this <laughs> than me. It sounds familiar, so it's probably right. <laughs> if I show up at the all ages show, that's not a good thing. <laughs> they're like, who's the narc? <laughs> yeah, you are a narc. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like being the vocalist, I always assume the vocalist writes their own lyrics. Is that the case in your band? Yeah. 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 So is there, I mean, do you just kind of write what comes to you? Is there, is there something that, that you're really, uh, I I don't want to say like, um, you know, uh, consciously making an effort to, to write about, I mean, where does, where does that kind of inspiration and process come from for you? Um, well, our, since our music is just, it is like heavier, um, I do like to write about things that are, I'm frustrated about or that I'm upset about or that I'm really passionate about. Um, I I find it difficult that when I'm really happy and things are really going great, it's difficult for me to kind of write. Um, 
I find writing to be like really therapeutic and I find it a lot easier to write about um, things that I've struggled with, um, things that yeah upset me and frustrate me, which is, um, and I love listening to music that other people are frustrated about because it's like, okay, I'm not alone, you know, like other people deal with this and feel like this and I think that's really cool. But yeah, I we usually, so our guitar player lives in Vancouver. Um, he's a flight attendant and his base is there. So he's able to like fly to Cal- Calgary kind of whenever, um, if he gets the time off work sort of thing. Um, but he, he'll like write the guitar parts uh, at home in, in, or like in Vancouver and then he'll send it to us and we'll like write our own individual parts. Okay. And then we'll jam it. So it's a real group group effort. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How postal service. Yeah. 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 But I fucking wish he lived in Calgary because it's really difficult. I bet. Having yeah. him out of, in Vancouver. Come on, Dre. Move back. <laughs> Is he, he trying just, to move back here or well, not really? When he started be, uh, his flight attendant, he um, he requested his base be in Calgary. And then his second uh, spot, he said, would be fine was Vancouver. And he ended up... Uh, his base being in Vancouver. And I remember like him calling me and he's like, I fucking hate this city. Like it's so expensive, so dirty. And now he loves it. Hmm. And I'm just like, well, it's oh, Vancouver. Oh, you almost <laughs> had a permanent smile on Mike's face. Oh, he, do you not he like hates Vancouver. Really? So yeah. yeah, I could, I could, I was watching it all happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh wow. Oh wow, Mike, beautiful. Mike's going to hug this guy when he sees him. And now probably not. No, no. Yeah, that's too he's, bad. He, you well, almost had a new friend, Mike. Yeah. yeah well. well, I think because, well, Dre didn't really have a whole lot of buddies out there. And then we, we've actually, like a few of our friends have moved out there. Um, which, yeah, I just... I don't feel like spending $12,000 on rent a month. No. No, that's no. that's a little insane. I like Vancouver visiting it, but I couldn't live there. Yeah. And where does where does I'm always interested to know where the name comes from. And so, it's almost always like the dumbest story. Do you have another dumb story or is is this a good one? It's kind of I'll take either. It kind of just makes us sound like fucking sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a $2 million deal no, for your first no, EP? No, I wish. <laughs> Because uh, no. we're looking for sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Bing sponsorship isn't yeah. isn't quite covering all our no. all our bills. Starbucks um, isn't helping either. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it actually, uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure Dre is going to be like, why did you fucking tell the story? Like, just make up a new story or something. But Dre, I think Dre said he was watching this documentary about Kurt Cobain. And he, Kurt Cobain was in this band before... Nirvana called the sellouts and he was like that's it we're we're fucking taking that name <laughs> and then so we we made it sellouts at first and then we just said no 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 drop the s okay it's gonna be sellout the sellouts that could have that that kind of sounds yeah. like a, a ska band see yeah, it, yeah. did you guys play ska no. yeah <laughs> no <laughs> the first time i saw anything from your band it was the seinfeld logo yeah and i was like my oh. idea i did smart oh, smart People love that, and I told the guys like we have to make our. So I thought logo. It, I thought you guys would be a pop punk band just to be just because of like totally. how it looked. I was like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I listened to you guys. Oh, so we, yeah, no. Um, I'm a sucker for anything Seinfeld. <laughs> I love. I that's yeah. I love Seinfeld. It's so I told the guys we have to have to do something Seinfeld related, and I just set. I just thought like the logo. What's your Perfect. favorite Seinfeld episode? That's oh, a loaded question, oh, dude. I know. I know. Could you answer that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I could answer it right now. Huh. Um, I'm not going to because I'm not being interviewed. Yeah, <laughs> probably the little kicks, Elaine's. Oh <laughs> yes, the dancing one. Yeah. yeah. Have you one. watched the uh, the thing on uh, Netflix? The 
in cars comedians going in cars. Cars. yeah i've only watched the first episode with jim carrey and oh. i liked it i that's the worst one. Uh, oh, is it really yeah he does one with elaine that's and so he good does oh, one with kramer too yeah what? yeah the and elaine one was great and was, larry david yeah he was allowed to do one with kramer and the kramer and they address it oh they address it and michael richards might be kramer yeah, that was oh, fucking he's bonkers. crazy. Yeah, he's it was fucking, fucking bonkers. bonkers, man. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. They just went up to some guy's house. He's like, it ended up being Jay Moore's house, which oh is even God. funnier. Yeah, yeah. No, it's he's it, crazy. The, the Elaine yeah. one was really good. Yeah. In cool. both, they talk a lot about Seinfeld, which yeah. I yeah. really That's appreciated because awesome. yeah. you know you almost think that especially somebody like Jerry Seinfeld would dismiss it all, yeah. right? Like we're In not going to talk about no. that at all, but they, they talk That's about it they quite a about. bit. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So you should check, check those it out. out. Yeah. yeah. I loved you. If you're a real Seinfeld fan. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I We're going to check back in with you and update the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's move on to uh, pick number three. Okay. And once again, Sarah, the honor to you. Okay. So my next song is by a band called gloss um, the vocalist is, uh, transgender. They write about, um, like feminism and they've just created this, like, I, I've seen lots of videos of them at shows and like, you see all these girls at the front, like singing along and, and, and like moshing and it's just, they've, they created a really cool community, but, but they're broken up now. Yeah. yeah they did that really quick too. Like it was yeah. just like, they showed up and like everyone, everyone was into was them. Like, do you find an obligation like being uh, a, a female lead singer, like to bringing those issues out into the forefront? Um, I don't feel like it's an obligation. Like I want to do it right. um, because it's important to me. And I think it's, it's a very important issue in the world in general. Um, and I like writing about like political issues and things that I believe in because yeah, it's always good to, hear somebody else be like okay yeah they they believe in that too and this is like a cool chick that also like feels the same way as i do um but no i yeah i like i do feel that i enjoy artists that sing about you know difficult things and um stand standing up for you know what they believe in and everything i think that's that's something that I really want to write about as well. And some people don't like that. Some people don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to listen to this preachy, you know, but. Um, Which is weird because yeah. I, I don't think people say that about male vocalists as much. No. I, I don't know. Could you, would you agree with that? That I, I think Not, that there's this inference within a, uh, a f like a, a punk rock band that's maybe fronted by a female that there would be this kind of. You know, like you say, uh, preachiness mm -hmm. to some of the lyrics, which I think is kind of ridiculous yeah. because you know, I mean, there's a lot of preachy male bands. I was gonna right? say, like, I feel like if a if a male band does it, people like put it on a pedestal. They're like, oh, right. I love mm -hmm. how preachy they are, right? Mm -hmm. But the second that it goes, but no, it, no the other that, direction. The second that you say the f word, that you're like feminism, people are like, ah, fucking, right? Get out of here! All they like, do. shut up! Right? It's just like. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write about it even more now. Yeah. I mean, we come from a time in, in again, we sound like grandfathers. It's not that <laughs> big of a disparity. No, no. Um, but like, you know, where we're political, political correctness was a big part of the punk rock scene, totally. you know, like I, I, and I really embrace that, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm grateful for it because I think that we, not to sound like I'm putting, you know, our generation on a pedestal, but I feel like we are much more enlightened as, as a result of it. Like, would you say you're woke? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a slang word? Uh, Is that no, what you're trying to throw at me? One. 
Is that real? Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty shitty. When yeah, that's a pretty yeah, shitty. Yeah, when you like know your stuff, you're woke. Yeah, so it's like ridiculous. trying to it's trying to brag <laughs> so when you're trying to brag about how okay. enlightened you are. No, I wouldn't yeah, say I'm exactly. woke. I'd just say I'm enlightened. Um, <laughs> but was there a, was there a lot of that when you were coming up in the in the punk scene? Was that political that responsibility to political correctness, or that the, you know anybody who wasn't was definitely shunned away? Yeah, you know, almost instantly. I do believe, like like at shows. Um, like hardcore shows there's i noticed a lot of vocalists would be like if anybody fucking falls down in the pit you bring them back up and if anybody gets hit or like you know whatever you you take care of each other and girls are allowed to fucking be wherever the hell they want you know and there was always like uh i remember going to almost every show it was just like very welcoming and some people don't some people didn't feel that way like i i've had other people tell me no when i first started going to shows i wasn't included in anything and so yeah i guess it's kind of like the community that you grow up in Uh, i'd like to believe that everyone is trying their best to be politically correct and like inclusive but there's gonna be shitty people everywhere sure yeah that's fair yeah all right Number three, did we she did, did we do that already? You just you just kept going. I just kept going. Did we pick a song from Gloss too? No, yeah, we didn't. Y- no, we didn't pick a song yet. Okay. No, the song is the song is gl- it's Gloss, and then in brackets, we are the future. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Mike, can you confirm or deny? I can't. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that then. Gloss by Gloss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of them. Sure. One of them has periods in between and one doesn't i think for yes. the song and the band but i can't remember off the top of my head now gloss has the band name as periods in yeah, between. yeah so the song i think does not have the period yes. it's an acronym I if you so. will I'm it not... stands for oh, fuck. girls living outside of society yeah. shit beauty you got it yeah. that came quick <laughs> nice okay number three uh this was uh this is a band that i came across uh once again courtesy of of you michael condick appreciate it uh, i was on that beard saying comp where i have i've i've taken a bunch of bands did from. you just listen to this comp is this all that's you do it. is listen to that that's comp it. that's it <laughs> uh the band's called not on tour uh the song is different kind of weather off the album bad habits uh, I just really like I just really like her voice. Uh, her name is Sima. It's another uh, band from Israel, cool. which I'm always. They're from Israel. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I thought it was like Brazil or something like that, but I don't know why. Brazil, Israel. <laughs> you know, they're they're really similar, <laughs> right? Same, thing, same, yeah. same continent. Yeah, you know, same world. <laughs> you know, same planet. I guess they're both from Earth. Yeah, yeah. So there and you if go. the Earth they is really flat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm always blown away when you see a, a punk band from Israel because mm-hmm. I just can't imagine oh my the God. strife in yeah. front of them just to just to play music. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Okay, I, I you looked just, like I was, you were thinking about. I was trying something. to think about Useless ID because Useless yeah, ID's they're from, from Israel as well. Yeah, and I was trying to think about that fat or the NoFX thing when they went there. Oh yeah, the backstage that, passport. Yeah. Right. So was, that's that's all I was doing. Okay. So I was just thinking back in my head. I just saw I got, you looking th- up. No, and I, I thought, was oh, trying to think. Mike has something to say. I had nothing to say. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was lost in your eyes. It's easy to do. Don't get lost in there. You'll never come out. You got Betty Davis ones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's it's a fun skate punk band. You know, just kind of straight ahead. And uh, yeah, I feel like you know for the amount of skate punk that was around in the '90s, there's a, really a lack of it now. And 
I don't know, maybe some people would think that that's a good thing. Um, but I like the nostalgia of kind of revisiting that, that time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, cool. not on tour. Cool. Michael, Very are you cool. on tour? I'm never on tour. Okay. No we should take sit. this show on the road. That'd be an excuse to travel. Yeah. Who would come see us? Well, we could if go to only Australia. we knew somebody that had a million dollar EP deal. <laughs> <laughs> she raised her hand. It's true. We're in. <laughs> Mike, your pick. Uh, this is a band I that kept popping up in uh, conversations that I had about uh, bands I should check out because they were on Red Scare. And um, then I, just, I kept meaning to check them out and I kept hearing the name. And then finally, I was going through the Fest lineup last year and I saw that they were on there. And the band is Sincere Engineer. I don't know oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I just didn't know anything. I had no idea what to expect. But because they were on Red Scare, I just, I guess I wasn't expecting a girl singer, which is really shitty. But I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea why, but I. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just being honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate your honesty. Um, and the few things I did check out, it was acoustic, so I couldn't really understand. I was like, oh, that's mm. weird. Red Scare's putting out like an acoustic thing. And then I finally got the album in January, I think. And apparently it's not acoustic anymore. She's hired a whole band to work with her. Cool. And the album is Rombathin. And it's um, the song I chose was Corn Dog Sonnet Number 7. Excellent. Was uh, were they on that Red Scare comp? I'm going back to comps again. You remember that ten year anniversary? I don't think so. No, like she, she that was even, a really good comp. So too. I kept hearing hearing sincere engineer. They were playing with Lawrence Armslot or Brendan Kelly and like stuff and like any of the Chicago bands that were like kind of that group of bands. Sincere engineer would be opening, and I just like, kept hearing the name and stuff. But now that I've heard the album, it makes sense because they're her lyrics are very Lawrence Armsy, Armsy like about drinking and like fucking up when you <laughs> being depressed about things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Excellent. This is the worst explanation for a band ever hey, I've done hey, on the show. Hey, hey, don't, s- don't say that, Mike. No. I'm going to cry. You, just, you know, practice, I retake. practice, practice. I want to retake. That's all you got to do. You just got to, you got to keep practicing. Practice. practice. I'm not here to talk, talk about practice. We talk about practice. <laughs> all, right. all right, Sarah. Uh, this is, Gloss by gloss. <laughs> yeah, gloss this by is gloss. Gloss by gloss. We are the future. Uh, not on tour. Different kind of weather. And Michael, sincere engineer with corn dog sonnet number seven. They told us we were girls, and we talked just look and cry. They told us we were girls, so we claimed our female lives. Now they tell us we are girls. Our femininity doesn't fit. We're fucking future girls living outside society.
I went to school at Mount Royal. I was in their broadcasting program, actually, for a year. Wow. Um, I hated it. <laughs> I took that program. Sorry. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the program. It just didn't. It, broadcasting wasn't my thing. Yeah. Honestly, after high school, my parents, like, I took a year off after high school, and then my parents were like, okay, you need to go to school. Like, just fucking pick something. Yeah. And it'll cost you f- so much fucking money, but just do it. Yeah. Um, which was fine. Like, you still learn a lot at school like even if you're not doing something that you want to do for the rest of your life um and yeah it was okay but then uh i so i took that for a year and then i went to sate um for marketing and i did two years of that the the, it was a two-year diploma but i spaced my classes out so i didn't finish the diploma um but i just well my mom actually sat down and she was like you're spending lots of money on this like are you do you really want to do this and i was enjoying it and i liked i liked marketing better than broadcasting and it was school and i and i do like enjoy learning about things um but then i just really had to seriously sit down and be like no i i actually need to take the time to write music and do music because that is what i want to do it's what i've wanted to do for my whole life um so yeah I i quit school um it was funny because the like guidance counselor or wh- whoever that I had to sit down with the day to sign my 
uh, papers saying I'm not coming to school anymore kind of thing. He was like, so do you mind if I ask you why, why you're doing this? And I just said, oh, just other like career opportunities. And he's like, oh, what kind of career opportunities? And I said, I want to be, I want to be a musician. I'm in a band and I want to, f- I need to focus on that. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, sweetheart. Look yeah, yeah. Oh, you fucking right. idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm so happy. It's the best decision I've ever made in my life. And I mean, are the rest of the band members of that same vein? Like, I mean, is this is this something that you guys are are really, you know, we were talking in the break. You either kind of dig in or, or you don't. Yeah, you know, when totally. you're in a band, do you, is everyone kind of on, on that same page? Absolutely. Um, Malcolm's in school doing the program that I was doing, um, but it's never like been an issue and we're not going to ask him to quit school by right. any means. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Please stay out of school. <laughs> it's a kid's show, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but no, five Frank and Dre are full-time. Well, you know, we all have our day jobs, but sure. we're, yeah. we're musicians. Yeah. You're not living off of the music quite yet. Oh, yeah. That probably won't happen for a long time, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Are you guys uh, on a record label or are no. you guys putting stuff out on your own? Are you guys looking for a record label like what does that look like mm-hmm. now and today like yeah. is that even something you're striving towards or do you just kind of well, we're going to put our music out and our our audience will speak for us yeah in terms of if we keep going or how long we keep going for exactly yeah i it's not a priority of ours to be like we need to get signed like I just enjoy writing the music. Like, if nobody liked our music, I don't care. I'm still going to write it. Like, I still want to write it. I still want to do it. Um, And if we're not making money off of it, significant money off of it, like, yeah, it's it's, um, a huge deal to, like, make money off of your music and um, for merch and everything to, to... save up for getting more for your band you know like a van uh vinyl like more for the people that listen to your music it's not supposed like music to me isn't a profitable thing like i don't expect to make money off of it i um if we do make money off of it it's going to to more merch or or more music or recording um or travel um so yeah so it's yeah it's not a priority to be on a label by any means but it well, if the time comes, you know, we're obviously going to sit down and talk about it. Do you, uh, do you play an instrument as well? Or have you played an instrument, um, outside of sellout? Yeah, I, I play the acoustic guitar. I'm not very good at it. Um, <laughs> I think most people that play acoustic yeah. guitar probably say I that. like G E C D. Um, but no, I like, I, I have my own solo uh, acoustic stuff and I play a show every once in a while and I'm trying to, um, write more of my own solo stuff. Cause I, I'd like to get better at guitar and, um, but yeah, I just, I just love music. Cool. Yeah. Let's go on to, uh, your fourth pick. Okay. Um, Okay, so this this next band is called L.A. Witch. L.A. Witch. Um, As in Los Angeles? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I actually was recently introduced to them um, just through uh, my friend, well, Arlen. I think Arlen just mentioned them while we were talking, and I looked them up because he was talking uh, really well about them. Sorry, I'm talking to you guys like you know Arlen. Like, oh, Arlen. Arlen from the Palomino. I'm really good friends with Arlen. <laughs> okay. So there you go. So there you go. So anyway, uh, cool. Because he well, he wanted to get them uh, to play the pal, but yeah. um, but I think the vocalist has a DUI, mm. so they can't come. Um, but I love them; they're really really cool. And there are three girls. Um, fuck, I don't know where they're from. I don't think they're from Los Angeles. I they probably are actually. 
That would make sense. Or Lethbridge. Maybe they're from Lethbridge, Alberta. <laughs> Lethbridge, would, Alberta, right? which, it's yeah, either. perfect. One or the other. Um, but this, this song that I've chosen is called uh, Kill My Baby Tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess that's to me. That's to you. Yeah. But, okay. But thanks for looking at me <laughs> for approval. What do you think, Mike? I think it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, so I did kind of stray from the, the uh, punk rock pack on this one, but I feel like it's justified. Um, this was a band that uh, I saw for the first time opening for Lucero, um, which strangely enough, like I think we talked about this before, like I'm always intrigued by the offshoots of punk rock like mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes i feel like lucero doesn't fit in the punk rock genre at all yet there they are like i mean their fan base i i would i would say is probably predominantly punk rock you know uh fans yeah. um but uh they toured with this band called shovels and rope um and it's a uh a husband and wife team and um, it was it was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen, and so rare that you see an opener that you're like, oh wow, yeah. I really enjoyed this. You know, most times I don't even show up for the openers. I oh, snob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so much wasted time. At least you're honest. I, you know, I'm doing podcasts. I'm I'm pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was blown away, and they uh, they open up the show with. Uh, uh, Michael is uh, playing guitar and singing and he's got a harmonica and uh, his wife Carrie Ann is playing drums and she's got a keyboard next to her and wow. she's singing as well and uh, cool. about halfway through the show they just switch oh that's so, so cool cool Ugh. like just the energy yeah watching them play they had uh, one of their I think their first record that came out they had a couple big singles and you know kind of sounded like they were gonna be you know like on the on the radio mm -hmm. we're gonna be a big thing and I think they've kind of gone a little bit uh, regressed a little bit from that that path but they also both put out um, uh, solo records that they both play on so oh. it's a little <laughs> bit weird like I, I, I just think like so what fits on a solo record and what yeah. doesn't fit on the solo record? Um, but they complement each other really, really well. Um, and I really, really love her voice. Uh, she's got a lot of like soul and character to her voice. And that's, that's a lot of what I look for in, in any vocalist, male or female, yeah. is, is that, that character, that, that something different, that, that grabby sort of uniqueness. Um, so the song I chose is called uh, American Machine, and it's off her solo record um, called Lions and Lambs. And uh, that's it. That's all I have for you. Cool. So, Mike, t to you. To me. Um, the band I picked was Save Ends, which is a band I talked about a lot on the podcast, but never actually played. Oh, really? We've never played them on the podcast. Who knew? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. That's all that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Save no, Ends, Mike? That's it. That's, that's it. it. No, okay. I'm just I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a band from Boston or like that Boston area. I think they're actually from like a suburb of Boston or something. Um, and because I talk about them a lot, I've been trying to get them onto the podcast for a reason. Like, but they've just never fit for a topic that we've done. So I was stoked that we could put them on this one. Sweet. And uh, I think the song I picked us off a book about bad luck, which is their latest album. Cool. And uh, I think they made your. Did they not make your top they, 30 this year? They did. So you have played them then? Yeah, but that's not really... A, that was like an offshoot. That was, <laughs> that was like... It was a legit like episode. Like a spinoff. Okay. That was like the... Uh, the uh, 
perfect strangers to family matters yes. sort of thing. Yes. Did you know that? that yes, I did know that. Yeah. She was the elevator operator. That's right. Strangers. And Carl was actually in the show from time to time yes. as Harriet's husband. Yeah. I'm up on my nerdy TV knowledge. Did you watch any of those shows? <laughs> no. Perfect Strangers? No. No. Okay. Sorry. They were, they're probably on the YouTube now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the Check old people out. channel? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't like a retro channel for a while? Like, uh, like Nick at Night, but not. we never had Nick at Night here. Oh, yeah. Because when I was a kid, my mom would make me watch things like I Dream of Genie. Oh, really? And things like that. Mm. Three's Company? Uh, I was a big Three's Company. I still watch Three's Company. It's a great show. Yeah. Mike's a big Family Ties fan. I don't know if you watch no. Family Ties at all, no? No. I've never been like a TV kind of person, you Okay. Know? My Seinfeld is pretty much the only That's TV it. show that I've ever watched. Wow. Yeah. No, no, it's not the, it, only, the only TV thing. show. I've never seen no. TV except for the Seinfeld <laughs> thing. It's amazing. <laughs> no, I just, I just love Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to put save ends on this one is because um, I, they're just a band that's uh, gotten better with each album. Like their first album was good, but it's like very generic e pop punk like you can tell they listen to a lot of paramore like they i know they cite bands like paramore and, the, mm-hmm. and like the anniversary and stuff and each album they've gotten better and their lyrics have gotten better and stuff like that so anyway uh the song cool. i picked was mr c's amazing trip excellent cool so let's work our way around the table okay sarah um the song is kill my baby tonight by la witch and american machine by carrie ann hurst and mr c's amazing trip by save ends
Mississippi queen Longest leg of dancer they ever had seen She can lay it out something strong 